one more time, clap those hands and give the Lord the praise. So listen, uh, if you've been around long enough, you know that I absolutely love running. I love running. I love, um, you know, long distance running, especially. Um, and there was a season where, um, and you've probably heard me talk about this if you've been around long enough. Pastor Leon and I, uh, one of the highlights of my life, man, um, were the days where, you know, we were, we would run long distance all the time. We would run 15K and 18K and 20K runs just around the hood, fam. And it was incredible. Just really loved doing that. I still run and still enjoy it. And there was a time where, um, you know, all of us, uh, Deacon Kim and Pastor Leon and Pastor Chantal, and, um, and, and you know, we decided we were going to take the girls <laughs> on one of these runs. And so they, they're like, we want to do a half marathon, right? And so we're like, cool, let's do it. Uh, you know, they got themselves together. You know, uh, they practice for like two days or something. <laughs> and they're planning to run all these kilometers, uh, this half marathon. It was, it was very cute. It was very, very cute. And, and so we're like, all right, fam, let's go. Uh, you know, we, we're serious. Like, I'll invest in some good Asics before I will some Jordans. Uh, that's how much I value um, you know, I, I, it's so funny. Growing up, we used to make fun of like Brooks and like all those types of shoes. And the reason why is because we just didn't understand the context. Like those shoes weren't designed for senior citizens, you know, like exclusively to walk. But they have incredible models of those shoes uh, that are to help you as you run long distance. Right. And so anyway, we got ready and we're there. And, and, and actually, that's actually a side note. Can I just preach that for two seconds? Uh, a lot of you make fun of stuff that you don't understand its context. A lot of you think that there are people who are out of style and out of fashion, but you're just trying to place them in a category that they're not supposed to be in. I'm not preaching, but I just want to help somebody to know that. Right? So I digress. I digress. You know, so we get on this run, and the man them started bimming, guy. We're out there. We're out there. I locked into my... I locked into my pace, you know, like I, I, you know, for me, when I get in there, I get my headphones. I don't like those, you know, like I, uh, AirPods and all these things are cute. They're cute, right? They're, they're stylish and whatever. But I got some, I guess my ears are a little too big or something. Like for some reason, man, when I'm running those joints, they're always just slipping out. And I spend so much time just pushing them in, pushing them in, pushing them in, pushing them in. So I like running with over the air headphones. And so when I get that in there and that's locked and I get my tunes on there, I'm listening to Jesus music, you know, and Jesus says, yeah, nobody can say no. And so I'm running, I'm running, I'm in my pace, I'm going. And this time it then starts raining and the rain is there, but we ran in rain before. I'm like, but why did it have to rain on this day? And you're like praying, I wish that it would not rain, but it starts to rain. And so the rain comes down. Uh, first time Pastor Chantal and Deacon Kimberly are running. <laughs> They're getting christened in the rain, most definitely. But Pastor Leon and I, we are going. And so literally, uh, it was in, it, I, I am literally having my best pace ever. Like, I felt so good because I hit, I hit a lick, man. I was just in there and I'm going, I'm going. I'm like, yo, my time is sick. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I'm coming around the corner. Come on, somebody. 
And suddenly out of nowhere, this is, you know, the way, this is a race. This is not just us running on the road just for the heck of it. So I am running with a competitive mindset. I'm not letting anybody catch up to me. If I see them too close, I'm putting a little extra gas in there and I'm going. And I'll never forget, I'm there, I'm in the cut and I'm going. And out of nowhere, this lady comes up beside me. And she's running beside me, and I'm trying to run away from her. I'm like, what are you saying, fam? And she comes up, and she's like, no, 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 take down your ears, take down your ears. I'm like, yo, why are you wasting right now, fam? Like, and she's like, no, take down your ears, take down your ears. And so I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. She's been in the back the whole time. I've been hitting my pace, all these people. And I take down my headphones. And she's like, I just wanted to tell you, your pace is amazing. You're doing great. You're doing wonderful. And I'm like, gee, thanks. And I put back on my headphones and I start running. And then I see her slowly but surely getting out in front of me. And I feel myself falling behind. And then eventually... Not only did I fall behind, but I got to the place where uh, I even had to stop for a minute. And then it got to the place where although this was still my fastest run ever of the half marathon runs, I found that because I got distracted. Oh, I just want to talk to somebody today. Because my cadence was broken. Because I allowed someone to get in my ear, literally, and get me to get out of my focus. I eventually, not only did I slow down, but there were moments where I had to stop. Something I'd never even done before. I tell people all the time, isn't it crazy that you can spend and people can spend an entire lifetime building something and with one moment lose it all. And there are many of you, this is it, there are many of you, this is what the Lord has put in my heart, the spirit of distraction is attacking many of you in a massive way. You have been walking according to what it is that God has put on your life and called you to, but it is, it is that the, the, the fact is the enemy is sending stuff to divert your attention away from your cadence and your pace. You got your music playing and the enemy often will send things to try to distract you. Can I tell you, notice uh, she didn't tell me, she did not say pull down your headphones. And when I pulled down my headphones, she didn't look at me and be like, you suck, nana, nana, boo, boo. No, she said, you're doing amazing. Your pace is magnifique. Can I tell you uh, that a distraction doesn't always look like a bad thing? Oh, I want to talk to somebody today. I know that he comes to you quoting scripture and sounding like, oh, can I go here, Jesus? I know that I know that she looks like and sounds like and might even be building you up in the way that you think that you need. Uh, but even though she or he might look like it does not mean that they are from God. And many of us, watch, have been du being duped by things that are good but are not God. Oh man, can I just help somebody on today? Uh, in fact, can I just show you some Bible on this? Uh, Acts chapter 16, what book did I say? 
You don't have to turn there. You can write this down because we're going to Nehemiah in a second. But Acts 16, write it down, 16 through 18. Uh, the Bible makes it clear uh, that, 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 that Paul and Silas, that they were to the place uh, where they were headed to, uh, to be able to minister. And while they are getting ready to minister, uh, the Bible makes it clear in verse 16, as they were going to the place of prayer, uh, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination. She was a psychic. She was a medium. She was a fortune teller. And she was bringing her owners much gain by fortune telling. Many people don't even know that the reason Paul and Silas were thrown in prison, you know, at midnight, the prison where they were was shaken because they were singing hymns and all that. You know that story? Uh, you know, some of you, it might be new to you, but they were arrested, uh, Paul and Silas. They were men of God. They were thrown in the prison. They end up singing and praising God in the middle of the prison. The prison door shakes. They get out, and uh, and, and and not only are they set free, but the jailer's life is spared uh, because they stayed around, and his whole household gets saved. But this is the reason why they got thrown in the prison. Watch. Because Bible says that this girl, verse 17, was following after Paul and Silas. And watch what she was crying out. Was she like, these mans are wastes? No. She says, these mans are, these mans, these men are servants of the most high God. Who proclaimed to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. And Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that very hour. This woman had a devil, but she was confessing the truth. Can I tell you that everything that's speaking truth in your life is not necessarily from God? everything hear me let me coin it like this everything speaking the truth is not from the truth are you with me on today so she's like yeah and look at what happens to me when I got distracted my cadence my pace was broken and it got to the place where I ended up stopping I don't know what's in your ear what's pulling up beside you what's trying to distract you or get you to pull off your headphones to take your focus come on to take your focus from meditating on God's word day and night I mean any bible readers that know Psalm 1 declares and says blessed is the man that walks not after the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but on the law of the Lord or God's word does he meditate day and night for that person watch will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water will bring forth fruit in his season uh, and whatsoever he does his leash shall not wither and whatsoever he does will prosper and the bible says but the wicked are not so they are like the chaff that the wind drives away and that's the desire of the enemy john 10 10 to steal to kill and to destroy and oftentimes if he can get your focus from where it's supposed to be uh, he can get you. It can lead to your demise. The demise of your marriage. The demise of your friendships. The demise of your job. The demise uh, of many of you of your finances. What is it that is at stake because of the distraction of the enemy? Are y'all with me today? I'm telling you man, just because somebody say they are a believer doesn't mean they're from God. I want you to understand that. Because a lot of you women and men need to stay your tail single until God reveals the one. 
Bible says in the book of James, in James chapter 2, he says, watch this, he says, even the demons believe and shudder. The demons believe in the facts about Jesus so much so that it causes them to literally be in a place where they shudder and where they quiver, but they are not godly. <laughs> and so there are many people who are in packages uh, that are, and I'll move on, uh, but I want you to understand the importance of this because the spirit of distraction is mammoth and is desired, uh, desirous of coming to try and stop us. Uh, it is important for us to note this. So I, I draw your attention today to one of the most powerful stories in scripture and it's that of Nehemiah everybody say Nehemiah and Nehemiah was a Jewish individual and the book of Nehemiah is in the first half of, half of the Bible for those of you who are new to scripture uh, and it's there it's a powerful story Nehemiah is a cup bearer someone say a cup bearer so he's a cup bearer for uh, a Persian king and, you know, he gets to the place where it comes to his attention uh, about the condition of Jerusalem after the, uh, after the Jews have been in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. Everybody say 70 years. And so the wall around Jerusalem had been broken down and destroyed by the Babylonians under King Nebuchadnezzar. And so what used to protect them because of tragedy was broken down and now their city is no longer protected or fortified. And I just tell you, when I'm looking at this, it just reminds me so much of, of, of the fact that uh, when we look today at our society, when we look today at many of our families and when we look today at many of our uh, generational lines or Many of the things that we are responsible for, the wall has been broken down. And, and the fact is that they were led into Babylonian captivity, not because God wanted them to be there, but in many regards, it was because of their sin. But I love a God uh, that even when we jack up and our ways cause uh, the walls to be broken down, uh, I love the fact that God is able uh, to turn things around for our good and can cause uh, the things, the areas of security that have been breached in our lives to be rebuilt and put where they need to be. Anybody other than me be grateful for that in this place today? I don't care how far you've gone. I don't care how damage the wall is God can cause restoration in your life and so this is powerful because uh, we find that Nehemiah he cries out to God and he says God I'm decided I'm desirous of leading the charge and seeing uh, not only leading some of my people back to Jerusalem but I want to be someone that that gets to the place where we rebuild this wall and I love Nehemiah, you know, Nehemiah, not like Ezra, Ezra, the book uh, prior to this, you know, Ezra is a priest, right? We expect Ezra to do stuff like this. Not only is Ezra a priest, but you find others that are prophets throughout scripture. Uh, Nehemiah is not a prophet. Nehemiah is not a priest. Nehemiah is just a layman cupbearer. And I love this because we see someone who is considered a layman being used by God to do something mighty can I just talk to someone that feels insignificant because you don't have a title 
or because you're like, I just got saved. I just got baptized. I just became a Christian. And I, you know, what can I do? I want to tell you that oftentimes if all, all God needs is your yes, God can use anyone to be able to do something mighty for him. And so Nehemiah is a cupbearer, but he asks God, he says, God, I want to be used to be able to go and rebuild this wall. And so it's insane because, you know, he's in a position where, where he is, where he is uh, asking God this. And then he moves on, uh, he moves on and he goes from God after giving it to God. And then now goes to those who he, to the king who he is, un, whose authority he is under. And he goes to the king and he asks the king, I want permission to be able to go back home. And not only do I want permission to be able to go back home to rebuild the wall around my city, but I also want, repeat this, I want you to give me materials. Look at this bold ask, man. The king is a Persian king. And he has the cojones to go and ask this king. Come on, somebody. To let him go and fulfill this task. But also ask the king for materials, trees and things and lumber from his forest. To go and repair the wall. Come on. For a city and a god that is not his god. And it's powerful to me because he was backed by God. He was backed by God and the authority that was over him. Look at Nehemiah chapter 2. What chapter did I say? Oh, I hope this helps somebody today. Chapter 2, verse 4. I, I want you to note this. The text says, he says, uh, then he's, the king said to me, what are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven and I said to the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. And the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him, how long will you be gone? And will you return? He says, uh, it pleased the king to send me when I had given time. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to the governors of the province beyond the river that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah. And let Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the fortresses of the temple, for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted me what I asked for the good hand of my God was upon me. I'm telling you, man, when you're on a kingdom agenda, when you're on a kingdom assignment, oftentimes you and I are inspired to put big asks out there. Come on, somebody. And as long as God is behind you, there's stuff right now that you have not asked that God has told you to ask. And the reason why is, as I'm always saying, you said people's no for them. Come on. Many of you have said God's no for him as well. But they're like, no. He's like, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Come on, somebody. I know this is a heathen king, but I'm still going to put my ask out there before him. And he got the request that he wanted to go and rebuild the wall. I think this is so powerful. Uh, but I want you to note this. Can I tell you uh, here, here, out of this, uh, here we go. Uh, point number one for you, for the note takers. God's assignments come furnished with favor. 
lavished with favor when it is that you are on a God assignment, uh, you can know and understand that in the face of adversity, even if it seems crazy, that God's favor will be upon you to accomplish, come on, the task that you are setting out to do. This thing was not just about Nehemiah. It was also about his God. And so God gave him favor with the king and he gave him favor with, uh, and he had favor with people. And see, but Pete, this, I want you to understand this. God's assignments come fur furnished with favor. Watch this. His favor and that of the right people. Amen. Okay, see, look, look, I got to park here for a second. Yeah. Because there are many of you that are mad about who you don't have favor with. And you've been brown-nosing. Can I just talk about it today? And butt-kissing people that God has not put what you need or assigned to give you what you need to bring the thing to pass. I'm telling you, there are many of you that are missing what God has for you because you've been looking in the hands of the wrong person. Listen, I don't need everybody to like me, fam. I've come to the place where I realize there are people that not gonna, I'm not going to be their cup of tea. Come on. Uh, they're not going to be my best friend or my boo or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I know that God is faithful, that all I need, I don't need everybody. I just need the right people. Come on, somebody. I don't need everybody. I need the right people. And there are many of you that the assignment on your life, God is planning to give you the right people. If you would open your eyes Amen. many people you have looked over you've stepped over them and God's like that's the very person that I was calling to give you what it is that you need are you with me today and so and so I want you to understand this God's assignment comes furnished uh, with his favor uh, his and that of the right people I love scripture says that Jesus increased in wisdom favor with God and man this is the early church in Acts 2 47 it says the early church not only had favor with God but favor with God and man there are many of you that think you don't need people all I need is Jesus if all you needed is Jesus, why would Jesus had given Adam Eve? <laughs> why would he have given him Eve if all Adam needed was Jesus? No, 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 no. You do at times need some help. Come on, somebody. And many of y'all, it's your pride that's stopping you from getting what you need to go to the next level. In fact, some of you, uh, your breakthrough and the generational wealth of your family is attached to your humility. And some of you, your pride, that's why the Bible says pride goes before destruction. And so Nehemiah, he humbles himself. He puts this ask out there. And I want to tell even someone who's in a difficult season. I love that when you look at the story of Joseph, if you look at the story of Joseph, it's powerful from, from chapter 37 of Genesis all the way through to 50. No matter what situation he was in, the favor of God followed him every single place. Do you know the favor of God is not positional? It doesn't matter where you are as long as you are on the assignment of the Lord. Don't matter how they talk about you. Some of you are distracted by gossip. And God's like, don't matter what they say to you. Doesn't matter what they say about you. If God has said it over your life, you hold on to him and know that his favor will attend you in the pit, in the prison, 
and even in the palace. Are you with me? And so here, God, God's assignments come furnished with favor, his and that of the right people. Now, I, I want you to note this, uh, not only this, but then when we get to, he engages, he leaves, and he starts to build. And then at chapter 4, we meet two individuals by the name of Sanballat. Someone say Sanballat. And an individual named Tobiah. And these were two individuals that were vexed at him. They did not want to see him progress. They did not want him to accomplish the task. They began to bully him. They began to come and say, hey, take down your earphones. Take down your earphones. Come on, somebody. They started trying to get him to stop because they did not want him to get to the place where uh, he would accomplish the task. So they would come and they would make fun and they would jeer at him. They would, they would be saying things and, and mocking them as they were building. They, he, he even wanted to have him killed because they did not believe in what it was that he was building. And so we find... Uh, that it gets powerful because in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 uh, look at what he says in the text he says I looked and I rose verse 14 of chapter 4 and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people do not be afraid of them remember the Lord who is great and awesome watch and fight for your brothers your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. In that moment, when Soundballot and Tobiah were trying to call Nehemiah off of the wall, he remembered his why. He remembered that he was doing this for the Lord. He was doing this for, his, for the generation, for his family. Come on, somebody. It was bigger than him. And so he was not going to allow them to talk him off of the wall. Can I talk to somebody today and let you know number two. Not only does God's assignment uh, come furnished with favor. Uh, his and that of the right people. But your why should be louder than the volume of your opposition. Amen. Let me say that again. Your why should be louder than the volume of your opposition I don't know who's trying somebody is battling suicide in here today come on and it's because of what the devil has been whispering in your ear and he's telling you no you don't need to be around yes you do need to be around because as long as there is life there is hope and I know you can't see it right now but I encourage you to go and get that help that you need go and talk to someone don't let Satan isolate you the why should be bigger than the the volume of your opposition what is your why there's a why that's bigger than what you are facing in this moment there is a why somebody say a why there is a why there is a why and this is why he ends up getting to the place where they make the declaration and the decision that no matter what Sanballat and Tobiah were saying you know that this why was bigger they were going to they were going to throw over build rebuild this wall which was a big task but they were backed by God and also their why was bigger there's someone who has resigned because of what the doctor has said listen you have given up on life and you have said it is over but listen baby I want to tell you that as long as you are alive not only is there hope but you still have work to do and I don't know about you but until they tell 
preach the gospel of Jesus Christ believing that people are going to come to him and experience the life changing power of God I don't know what it is that God has called you to do but I dare you to keep on being faithful in your area that God has assigned you to don't quit before the fat lady sings Listen, it's not over till God says it's over. Don't abort the, mo- the, 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 the mission. It's powerful. They don't, they don't stop. I mean, the, the fact is that they kept coming. They kept coming with all sorts of foolishness to try and to distract them. They kept coming. They kept coming. They're like, no, we, you know, you need to come down. You need to come down. Uh, but I love this because look at the picture in, 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 uh, in chapter 4, verse 15. Bible says, When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and the half, the spares, shield, bows, and coats of mail. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand held his weapon with the other. And so they understood, watch, that they were to the place where they were to build, but they were also supposed to fight. And so they were not passive, where they're like, we're just going to let these people whoop us and talk crazy about us. Come on, somebody. Where they're going to let them, uh, we're going to get to the place where, no, no, no. They go, we are going to build. We're going to keep building. We're going to stay on the wall. And simultaneously, we are going to fight. There are many of us that are unbalanced in our perspective. And we think that when we see Satan in the scholastic system, come on somebody. When we see him in our society and in the media and all of these various things, trying to postulate things that are ungodly and that are coming against us and challenge us, trying to make us think that we are crazy as Christians for believing what we believe and standing firmly the way that we stand. You and I have to realize that this is an attempt to get us off the wall. But remember who's backing you. You better remember your backative. Come on, somebody. Right in the face of the opposition. God has not. This is the same Jesus that tells the woman he caught in adultery, uh, that was caught in adultery in John 8. He, he, he pulls her aside and he ministers to her nicely and says, go and sin no more. And doesn't throw stones at her, throws grace when people wanted to stone her. This same Jesus is also the Jesus that in the temple shows up and flips over tables. Because he's like, listen, my house is a house of prayer. My father's house is a house of prayer. Y'all up in here uh, as thieves are people who were teething in the church. And this is the same Jesus that goes up in there and tears stuff up. And he's like, stop it. And so there is a balance. Somebody say, a balance. We are called. Here we go. Uh, Number three, the future demands that we build and fight. Somebody say, I got to build and fight. 
future demands that we build and fight. It is important for us to stay on the wall. I remember in the book of Genesis, in Genesis 39, uh, we see that that Potiphar's wife uh, with Joseph. Joseph is being tempted by Potiphar's wife. And the Bible says in Genesis 39 verse 10 that day by day she tried to get him to commit, a, to, uh, commit adultery with her. Day by day, she was like, lie with me, sleep with me, jump these bones, fam. I really, really want, she's literally, Bible says, day by day by day. Come on, the enemy is relentless, but we as people got to get to the place where we say, although the enemy is relentless, I serve a God who neither slumbers nor sleeps. And no matter what the enemy is doing, I am going to stay on the wall. Come on, somebody. I'm going to stay on the wall uh, because the future depends on it. Come on. My why, because my why is louder. Come on. My why is louder. My why is louder than the opposition. I am going to stay on the wall. I'm going to be one who is a contender for the faith. I wonder if I have anybody in this place that says from now on, I'm into the place where I am staying on the wall. It, it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. I'm going to have a tool in one hand. Come on, somebody. And not only that, but I'm going to have a weapon in my other hand. And no matter how it looks, I'm going to stay on the wall. Come on, church. No matter what they sound like, I'm going to stay on the wall. I know that it sounds sweet. I know uh, that it's making sense. There are a lot of people that are being talked out of your destiny by stuff that sounds sweet and makes sense, but it doesn't make God sense. Come on, somebody. And anything that's not God sense is nonsense. And many of you are to the place where this is what your life looks like. And bit by bit, by with every doctor report or with every comment on Facebook or with every what with what has been said to you, you're coming down step by step. And I'm here to tell you, uh, those that are in here that say that I am to the place where I am staying on the wall. When opposition comes down, you don't go down. You continue to go up. Come on, somebody. I wonder if there's anybody in this place that says it doesn't matter what the opposition looks like. I'm not going lower. I'm going to go higher. Come on, somebody. You go low and I'm going higher, but I'm not coming down from this wall until I see everything that God has promised me come to pass because my why is bigger and louder than the volume of my opposition. Who am I talking to in this place on today? My family determines that I stay upon this wall. My friends determine that I stay upon this wall. I don't care what happened in the season past and how it has threatened my security. Unless the Lord builds the house, the labors build in vain. Come on. Unless the Lord watches the city, the watchmen watch in vain. I am staying on this wall and I am excited about the fact as I bring this plane down for a landing. It's amazing. Watch uh, that they were able to build this wall miraculously uh, in 52 days. And if you have ever been to Jerusalem or ever seen that wall that was built by these individuals and this wall where it's standing, you will know that it is a miracle. That it is a supernatural thing that with the attempts of these individuals that they uh, were able to build this wall in 52 days. Who's with me on today? And I'm telling, 
here to tell you that when it is that you follow what it is that God has called you to do, maybe y'all will be with me in the balcony. I wonder if it's a church up there that knows that God can cause stuff to happen, happen in supernatural timing. Woo! I dare you to stay on the wall and watch God do things that are unprecedented. I know they said you couldn't do it in this manner of amount of time, but watch God do a miracle working, do some miracle working right in the middle of your situation. Somebody that believes it ought to put those hands together and give the Lord praise. So he's up on the wall and while he's up on the wall and Sanballat and Tobiah are there and they're talking him down and they're trying to get him off of the wall. I'm here to tell you that it's so powerful because they even call down and they say, come on, come down, come meet with us. They send some false prophets and he's like, I'm not getting distracted by your false prophets. There are people that are too coward to come and talk to you for themselves. And so they send their imps to try to get you off the wall. But look at somebody, tell them, don't be distracted by false prophets. Don't be dis. He says, I'm not coming down. I'm going to stay on this wall. I'm going to stay on this wall and keep building until I see every single thing that God has called me to. I am not coming down. I am just going higher. And I end this today to tell you about somebody that stayed on the wall. Come on, somebody. Who over 2,000 years ago, as the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. Come on, Hebrews chapter 12. He endured the they stood at the bottom and they mocked him come on somebody and they told him if you're the king of the Jews you ought to come down and save yourself who am I talking to but it got to the place where despite what it looked like and despite how they mocked him and they despite how they talked about him he decided that he was going to stay on that cross come on he stayed as they put a crown of 72 thorns on his head he stayed as they pierced him in his side come on somebody and blood and water came gushing out they, he stayed there as they pierced him in his hands and in his feet he stayed there as he began to asphyxiate as I talk about all the time because fluid filled his lungs and he had to press up in excruciating pain to be able to breathe and not suffocate but the fact of the matter is he did not come down because they told him to come down he stayed there until he declared it is finished he stayed there because he saw you come on somebody he stayed there because he saw me he stayed there because he saw Claire for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross anybody glad today that he stayed on that cross that he did not come down that he stayed there all day Friday he stayed there all day Saturday he stayed there until Sunday but bright and early on Sunday morning come on somebody all of the naysayers had to look they even sealed the tomb to try and stop him from coming out but how many of you know that when you got a God assignment and God is your beckative as long as you stay on the wall not even the grave could hold him captive because he got up with all power in his hand and he did not come down until the task was done oh death we 
where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Somebody ought to put those hands together and give the Lord praise because he stayed on that cross for you and for me. Look at someone, tell them, stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Remember, God's assignment comes furnished with favor. His and that of the right people. Number two, your why should be louder than the volume of your opposition. And number three, the future demands that you build and that you fight. It's a balance. And so today, somebody... You don't know the Lord. You're to the place where you're like, man, I'm not on the wall. I'm under the assignment of God. And the reason why is because I don't even know this God that you talk about. I'm not in relationship with him. I don't know him. I, he's not my God. My daughter Claire said, I believe you know, in Jesus, I believe in the Holy Ghost and I want Jesus to be the boss of my life. And Jesus is not the boss of your life. And you're like, man, all these people are so excited, all this stuff. I, I wish I could have Jesus as the boss of my life. I wish I could be on his assignment. I want to tell you that you can have a relationship with him. You can begin one today. And we would be remiss if we did not call and give you an opportunity to put your trust and faith in him. And so today, if you do not know him as your Lord and your Savior, if you do not have a relationship with him, he died for your sins, as I said, and he rose from death with all power in his hand. And today he extends this opportunity to you to be in relationship. And you're like, how do I do so? Bible sums it up in three things. Someone say three things. It says to repent. One more time, say repent. Which means to acknowledge I'm a sinner. I'm in need of salvation. I'm in need of God's grace. And I turn. Turn in faith. Saying, God, I believe. Someone say, believe. I believe that you came. I believe you died. I believe you rose from death with all power. And I want you to be the Lord and the Savior, the boss of my life. And then thirdly, says, be baptized. Someone say, be baptized. As the Bible says, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And you saw both young and older making a decision for Christ today. And over the past month, you've been seeing people making decisions for Christ. And you're like, it's me now. It's my time now. It's my time to go all the way with Jesus, to repent, believe, and be baptized. And if that person is you, I want to compel you to make that choice to respond to this good news today by putting your trust and your faith in Jesus. Don't wait another day. And so I want to draw your attention to the connection card. The link will be there on the screens for you. If you're watching at home, you can, those listening uh, via podcast, you can go to servecity.ca forward slash connection card. And then those in the house, the seat back in front of you, there's a QR code you can scan. Please don't leave here. If that's you and you are making that decision today and you're saying, today I am trusting Jesus. Today I am giving my life to him. I want to be baptized. Or someone who you're like, I was baptized. I ran away from Christ. And today I am repenting and I want to come home today. If that person is you, you can let us know. I'm recommitting my life to Christ. No matter what you've done, you may have run around, run away from him, but he has not run away from you. 
And there's room at the table for you. Somebody give the Lord some praise for that today. Glory to God. And while you're clapping, clap for everyone who's making a decision in the house and online. Come on, to follow Jesus. Anybody believe with me that today people are making those decisions? We give the Lord praise. And so we thank you for making those decisions today.